Welcome to the Inspire Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Kimbaro. Our guest today is Julian Bradley, entrepreneur, real estate investor, life and success coach. And on top of that, he is absolutely jacked. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Julian Bradley. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you and um, ready to add some value to your audience. I love it. Well, we actually just met last mm-hmm. weekend, actually, and you know, we just hit it off just based on Julian's energy, just positive vibes. You know, we were just talking about life, talking about faith, talking about business. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, we got to do a podcast together. <laughs> and now here we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And it's so amazing how we got to connect because I find wherever you go, there you are. And it's so interesting because anywhere I go, I always find amazing, like like-minded, like-hearted people. And um, it's just amazing when I set that intention, how it always comes to fruition. Absolutely. The law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. What you put out, right, is what you're going to, what people are going to see and, uh, you know, you're going to give back and yeah. the world is going to you know, give back to you. So first question, who is Julian Bradley? <laughs> who are you? Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a big question. I'm, I'm still learning, but I know to a, a core that I'm here to entertain educate and influence people to think bigger, think better, and lead more with their heart and get closer to God. And as I've gone through my life, I've seen how certain experiences have shaped and molded me to get to this point. But I think who I am is a person who leads with love, cares about impact, and cares about freedom. A lot of my decisions are based off of freedom. You know, um, that's one of the main reasons why I got into entrepreneurship, right? It was all based off of freedom, the freedom to do what I want with whoever I want, whenever I want. And I think that as I started to get really focused on my values of who I am as a person, it's easy to make decisions based off of your values. And um, freedom was my biggest value. And that's the reason why I moved to San Diego. That's my reason, reason why I took a leap of faith and started doing uh, sales at early age, doing cut code, almost door-to-door knives, right? And having that experience and that changed my life and opened my eyes to personal development and being able to make a large income based off of my own efforts and nobody else's. And I think that's really powerful because everyone has these different points in their lives, but it, it really comes down to having that reflection and figuring out what did we take from those experiences that are molding us into the person that we're still becoming today. Absolutely. And so you're from Philadelphia originally. I mean, talk about your upbringing. Talk about the values, you know, that your parents instilled in you, you know, that made you the man you are today, right? I mean, you started off with the hustle of Cutco, and, you know, now you've done so many other things. But, I mean, there's a there's a genesis to this story. What is that? <laughs> yeah, Um I have an amazing family, an amazing upbringing. I've been very fortunate and grateful to have all four grandparents up until last year. My uh, grandfather recently passed, and even during that time, it was a huge eye-opening experience because he was actually a police officer during the civil rights movement. And back then, cops didn't want you to be black, and black people didn't want you to be cops. He brought the community together. He he brought even people who he incarcerated together to help bring and get their lives back on track. And... When I was at his funeral, it really gave me a snapshot of what I want my life to be. Fast forward, you know, given that my friends and family are, are still around, because I want to outlive almost everybody, right? Um, given that everyone is still around, I want people to show up, not because of what I did, but how I made them feel and what impact I had in their lives. And I think that's really important because everybody's a rock star, but not everyone's treated like a rock star. But I think when we take the time to find people's gifts and help them shine brighter, we're only expanding God's kingdom here on earth. Amen. And you're a man of many gifts and talents, but what really struck a chord with me is, you know, something that you said, personal development for the longest time was your faith, right? Just getting more money, getting, you know, more swole, right? Mm-hmm. This, that, or the other, right? Yeah. What the world tells us to. But you had you know, a coming to God moment, an epiphany, or Mm -hmm. or however you want to call it, you know, your experience, you know, talk about that, because I think that's really important, you know, again, you're a man of many gifts and talents, but there's something 
internal that your relationship with God is very important to mm-hmm. you that you want to spread love joy and happiness in the world talk about you know the important mm-hmm. you know what that means to you your faith I love talking about that because at one point I couldn't talk about that now I can and I was in a private Catholic I, w- I was growing in a private Catholic school um, and I went to school there from preschool to eighth grade and I was forced to, you know, go to religion class. I was an altar boy. I was all these different things. And what I found is that it, religion was feeling like it was forced on me, just like the instruments, just like some of the sports I had to play. And I didn't really have a relationship with God. It felt like more so I was <coughs> going through the motions and just doing what I had to do. So when I graduated at eighth grade, if I felt like I did my time. As ignorant and naive as that sounds, um, but that led me on my journey, right? So going into personal development, that really started when I was with Cutco. My first summer, I was 17 years old. I was always a hustler, always had drive and ambition. But for this first time, now I had a vehicle that I can put that in that could earn income. That first summer, I made 30 grand my first summer at 17 years old and really no expenses. So I was like, holy crap, you know, I want to get better and do more of this. So what I started to do is ask people who were the most successful people in the company, hey, how can I make more money? How can I make more money? How can I make more money? And all of them looked at me and said, Julian, you're asking the wrong questions. You don't need to worry about how to make more money. You need to ask yourself how you can become a better person. And at that moment, I kind of felt challenged because I was like, hold on, am I not a good person? And I said, no, you are a good person, but hear me out. What you're doing is you're seeking the end result versus going to give and create value in someone's life, create value in someone's business. And the way you create value is you be of value. So one of the things I always teach people um, is create a value list. A lot of people don't actually know their values. um, And it goes two ways, right? So there's one value list, which is actually for your values as a person, right? Is it freedom? Is it integrity? Is it love? Is it honesty? Is it family? Is it what are these values that you live by? And then make that list. Make it clear. Write it down and put them in order. And it makes it very easy to make the bigger decisions and even the smaller decisions on your life based off of this pre-established set of standards and values and morals that you have for yourself. The next one is, what value can I bring to people's lives? So a lot of times people go to these rooms and they're trying to connect with multimillionaires, they're trying to connect with billionaires, trying to connect with you know, celebrities and all that. That's cool. What I found is that it's very easy to connect with those people when you treat them as people. And you don't get that fanboy, fangirl kind of thing, right? Everyone's people, they put on your pants the same way, and they have problems just like you and me. And the cool part about it is just because someone's way ahead of where you are, currently in your life or in your career that you're trying to do, and you see them as a mentor, it doesn't mean that you can't add value and help people in their lives. What I go all that to say is you need to create a list of all the different things that you can add value to someone in someone's life. And as you come across different life experiences, you develop skills, habits, and connections that can help somebody else in another area of their life. So you never know when you might actually be able to use some of the knowledge or use some of the connections one of my best billionaire mentors, Jeff Hoffman, always taught me a, a, a concept called infosponging. And infosponging is every single day picking something that's unrelated to your industry and reading about it, learning about it, and just you know, bookmarking it. You don't have to do anything with that information. But what happens is as you get a broader sense of knowledge across different industries, you can see how certain industries work. A lot of industries that are proficient in one way are lacking a proficiency in another area or industry that can easily be duplicated. And that solution can be a multi-million or billion-dollar product. And you don't have to necessarily create the wheel again, but if you can look at different ways of how the wheel can be applied in different industries or even think about how you can improve what's already been out, you're going to be able to see more opportunities and be able to take advantage of more opportunities. So going back to having this list, every single time that you have an experience or a, a nugget that you can actually jot down and you can imp- 
you can um, help someone else in their life, make sure you write this down. Put a note on your board. Put a note on your um, on your phone, and then just be very clear. So when you meet with somebody and they say, that, "Hey, I'm I'm looking to get into catering." Okay, cool. I know a few different you know caterers who do weddings X Y Z. Okay, how can I help you? I I have a marketing agency. Can you help with website funnels? All this stuff, right? Okay, do you need help with business planning? Do you need help with funding, right? All these different things that someone might need help with, I am very well connected in those areas. So I can very well be the conversation that changes someone's life. And you always have to look at it like that. You never know how a conversation that you can have with someone can change their life, and you can put someone in a position to win and change their whole family forever. And it all comes from asking and being of service and figuring out how that person can benefit from the things that you've been exposed to in your life. Absolutely. And I think you hit on so much there, but what really resonated with me, right, is a lot of people go to networking events and they're like, okay, what can I get from this person? I'm going to try to talk to everybody in the room. But how about just having meaningful conversations that are of quality and not quantity, Mm -hmm. right? And what you talked about, you know, you have these very successful mentors who are now friends yeah. and, you know, they've taken you in, you know, they've, they've helped you and, you know, they, you, you're able to create value where, you know, they don't have experience in, right? You're mm-hmm. able to bring that fresh perspective. Yep. And I think that's very important, right? To, to not put people on a pedestal, right? I mean, yep. so my dad was a professional musician, a drummer, right? And so we would go backstage sometimes, like most notable was John Mayer. We got to meet John Mayer. And as like, you know, in high school, that's cool. Like that was when John Mayer was, you know, you know, the, the big, the big one, right? The yeah. heartbreak warfare and all that stuff. But, you know, he was just an awesome down to earth guy, but this genius of a musician, right? In my mm-hmm. opinion, one of the best guitar players currently. But, um, I, you know, I think it's just so important to treat people like people, right? Be authentic, right? Mm-hmm. Show up as your authentic self. Yep. And if you do that, you know, then people will will see you, will see your vision. And, uh, you know, I, I guess just talk a little bit more about that, right? Like, you know, what what inspires you? You know, what's like your positive motivation? You know, I mean, you're a guy that goes to the gym. You know, I know that you have these techniques to kind of recenter yourself and reframe yourself. Like, what are some stuff that you do to just like, you know, be on your A game, you know, to keep that positivity and that energy going? Great question. Um, I think one of the best things that I do to keep myself grounded is reflection, meditation, breath work, and physical activity, whether that be the gym, yoga, running, walking, something like that. Every single day I I start my day off with doing a thing called Miracle Morning. A good friend of mine, Hal Arad, used to be also a Cutco guy, started this movement, the Miracle Morning movement. Now it's international. The book is based off of these predicate um, – Acronyms, S-A-V-E-R-S. S is for silence slash prayer. A is for affirmations. V is for visualizations. E is for exercise. R is for reading. And S is for scribing and writing down your goals. Every single day, if you do um, you know, m- majority of those things on that list, you're going to have an amazing day. The reason why I do that is because every single day we wake up, if we don't take control of our day, someone will. And I look at it like this. If we wake up and just roll out of bed and go to wherever we're going to go, we, I look at it like um, an empty soda can. Your empty soda can. The way I, reason why I say that is empty soda cans, they're easily bent. They're easily mouthed up. You know, they're easily crushed, right? But if you take a pressurized soda can, you give that to a bodybuilder, they couldn't crack that. Yeah, solid core. Yeah, right? solid core. A solid base. Yeah, can't. Vice can't, versa. You know, if, can't I give, if I give if I give an empty uh, soda can to a baby or a toddler, they could probably make a dent. Yeah, anybody can. <laughs> Anyone can. That's right? a beautiful analogy. So it's like, how pressurized and how hard do you want to be? And I think a lot of times, how hard do you want to be stems from what are the hard things that you're doing first to get it out the way to win the day. What are the things that you're doing every day to win the day? And what are you doing first to win the day to get momentum? Because all the day is 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 going to be momentum, but 
depending on what you're doing and the field that you're in, obviously there's work, there's crisis management, there's also um, strategy, there's planning. But I think all of that comes down to if you start off your morning an hour earlier or two hours earlier than you actually need to and dedicate that time to yourself solely and, and stay off of social media, stay off of everything else that's not inspiring you, enlightening you, and helping you think different or get closer to God. And I think a lot of times when we get up, it's easy to go to our phone. It's easy to go to um, you know, the news. It's easy to go to whatever, whatever. Don't let these things get your attention first before you claim your own attention for the day because that will be the precedent for how you move throughout the day. Definitely. So I do something very similar. I get up early, right? I set my alarm clock at 5 a.m., get up, and for that first hour, because my gym doesn't open till 6, <laughs> I'm just there. You know, first I just wake up, you know, sit with God, sit still, you know, pray, go through my day, right, visualize, and then I'll go through the Bible, right, and then I'll pray again, and then I'll try to read a little bit. But I, tr- you know, try to stay away from my phone, right, for that first hour, just mm-hmm. so that I can know, wake up, visualize, right, get myself prepared and ready, you know, and then I hit the gym. And I think it's so important to have that routine, right, to Mm -hmm. really center yourself, right, as you talked about, have that strong core so you're not going to get blown either which way during the day, you know, what crazy thing might happen. Yeah. I mean, talk about your life, I mean, your day-to-day. I mean, you know, I did did my homework. I did my homework (laughs) of of what you're about, but... You know, you talk about the morning, you know, you're mm-hmm. running these businesses, you have Airbnbs, you have mm-hmm. all of this stuff. I mean, just walk through a normal day and yeah, like Julian um, So I'll piggyback off of um, the savers. So every single day I have a little checklist of things that I want to do to make sure that I'm winning the day. Yes. And um, I use the app Strides, but you can use any habit tracker. And I have on my watch, my phone, my iPad, my computer – all of this being synced together and tracking different things as far as, like, talking to God, reading, meditating, journaling. Um, What else? (laughs) Push-ups, sit-ups, squats, right? And it's so easy to just not do something, but if you have a small goal, even if it's five squats or ten squats, you're probably going to do 10, you're probably going to do 20, you're probably going to do 30, you're going to do more than that original small amount. You just need to set the goals small enough that it's going to lower the resistance for you to take action so that you can start getting momentum and then play into that momentum to start creating more momentum in those areas of your life. So I do those things to make sure my KPIs, my key performance indicators are, the, are going in the direction that I want for my life, for my business. And then Typically, I'm at the gym and first thing in the morning, and then I have a meeting with my my staff and do strategy planning and goal planning. Uh, a lot of times, I like to just meet with my staff via text message or via uh, you know Zoom, and I record looms. So a loom is like a recorded screen share. So I literally call it I'm running plays because I'm. I'm breaking down strategies. I have my iPad. I'm like drawing out like different funnels where I want to create. I'm drawing out different, pro- um, you know, projects, different things the way it needs to get done. I send it to my team, and I make sure that they get the job done. And um, as far as for as far as my marketing agency, as far as real estate, I've been flipping houses since 2016. Um, got into that because uh, I was interested in HGTV. I was always interested in architecture interior design and that just fell into my lap and I had an opportunity to uh, do a rich dad poor dad seminar my dad and I were really about to sign up for this 24k program and my dad was like hey they're not teaching anything new we can learn this stuff somewhere else why don't we take this and try to figure out a um, more economical version to get the same result I was a little disappointed but I was like you know what dad all right let's do that I was actually ready to sell my BMW that day I remember that I was ready to sell my BMW and buy this course. And um, I was like, you know what? I saw, get, sell my car. I, I do a couple wholesales and make the money back. Now I got the knowledge, right? But now that I'm saying that out loud, that's like something that a lot of entrepreneurs need, which is 
a spark and a belief in yourself that you're willing to bet it all or bet a lot on yourself and putting your money where your mouth is, not putting your faith in anyone else, any other organization or any other person besides yourself. And it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or you're working within an organization. I think you need to have a spark, right? What's your why, right? If you're an employee, you need to have a why. If you're an employer, you need to have a why. And if you're an employer, most importantly, your why has to be so big and, y and your dreams have to be so big that their goals can fit inside of your goals. And you need to be playing at that level so that everyone can achieve their goals following your dream. And as an employee, figuring out what you can do to show up the best and create value for your organization and not just do what is necessary but going above and beyond because you know that this applies to other areas of your life. And if you water the place where you're at and you water those innate relationships and you, wor and you water that, that, um, you know, that job or whatever that thing is, it will grow. A lot of times people are just looking out at other ways, quick ways to make money. This person's doing that, this person's doing that, but they're not staying in their own lane. And that's because a lot of people don't have clarity. And when you don't have clarity, you don't make the best decisions. So a lot of times when it comes to getting clarity, sometimes you need to take a step back and look at what you're doing and figure out why you're actually doing it, who you're doing it for. And most of the time, you need a motivation that's going to be bigger than yourself. You need a motivation that's going to be larger than yourself because it's easy to let yourself down, but it's harder to let your family down. It's easy to let yourself down but it's hard, harder to let your boys down that you're at the gym and they're waiting for you and you're supposed to be at the gym, right? Right. If you were going by yourself, you're like, oh, I guess I could go, let, right? But if you have four people there waiting for you, like, hey, like, where are you? You're not going to let them down, right? I say all that to say, put yourself in situations where you're going to be able to recontinue that spark, re-motivate yourself, and then also at the same time, put yourself in a place where you're with people who can hold you accountable and hold you high. And... In my TED Talk, I talk about how there's three types of people. There's growth friends, there's maintenance friends, and there's people who need to delete. The growth friends are going to be the people who are going to want to inspire you to reach higher. They're going to hold you to a higher standard, and they're not going to take the bullshit sometimes that you give to yourself right? and the way you show up. Then there's the maintenance friends. And maintenance friends, we've had them for a long time. We've had a lot of relationships with them as far as, like, memories. We've had a lot of ups and downs. And usually that builds a bond. But a lot of times people have to understand sometimes those bonds are for seasons. And those seasons have a reason and they're not forever. Sometimes we outgrow our friends. But I say that all to say this is the beautiful part about it. The maintenance friends, the maintenance friends are the people who are the silent killers. Because you can't necessarily point to them and say they're doing wrong, hold on, quote, because maybe they're not hurting anyone, but they're not driving to become a better version of themselves, and they're not pushing the needle forward in any of the areas of life that matter to them. That's not necessarily bad, but that's not where you want to be. Then there's the last group of people, the people you need to delete. Those are the toxic people who are, gonna, are only hurting themselves and other people, and you just need to get those people out of your life. The beautiful part about this is the people who are maintenance friends, you can have this beautiful conversation with them and come to them and say, hey, hey, John, I am looking to lose 30 pounds and, and uh, be in the best shape of my life. In order for me to do that, I need to do X, Y, and Z and need to stop hanging out in X, Y, and Z, right? So what that means is I'm going to either have to stop spending time with you doing X, Y, and Z, just because I'm trying to get to this goal. Now, I'm not saying that I don't love you, because I do love you. Just understand that my goals right now are requiring me to make shifts, and I would love for you to make this shift with me, and it would be cool if we could do it together, but I don't want to force anything on you, and I don't want to you know, try to change you if this is not something that you want, but I'm opening the door and saying, hey, if you want to do this with me, we can do it. But if you don't, that's cool. I love you. 
we're just going to spend less time together because I need to be in alignment with my goals and need to start doing things that are in alignment with getting me X, Y, and Z. Right? And the beautiful part about that conversation is you're not putting someone down, but when you say it in that way, it's a being I, real with them. You're being a real tough love. Yeah. To which is what they need to hear as yeah. opposed to like, hey, just keep on doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And you're just gonna go off the deep end. Yeah. yeah. That's what's being a real friend. That's is. a real friend. Yeah. That's a real friend. And the cool part is now you're enrolling them in a higher possibility of whatever that possibility is for you and them. Because it's better if you and your friends win versus just you. So I never say just delete the maintenance friends. Talk to them first. Right, talk to them first. If they're not about it, that's cool. You just see them a little bit less. You see them when you see them. But if they're about it, lean on them. Work together so that you guys can both get better. Because that's what's going to help you get any goal. Right? If you set any goal in any le- any area of your life, it's good to have a community and it's good to understand where your community is leading you. Because just like they have feet and they're walking, they're leading somewhere. You just got to be very careful and paying attention to where you're following people because most people don't even know where the hell they're going. Yep. I think of an analogy that they're driving in a similar direction, right? They're driving north. They might be driving northeast or northwest at not the same speed as you are, mm-hmm. right? And so understanding that, right, that you're, go- you know, you're going places, and maybe they have some things that they need to let go of in life that are preventing them to, to get to where they need to be, you know, whether it's drugs, alcohol, you know, wh- whatever it may be, some sort of inhibitor, and coach them through it, you know, yeah. which is something that you do. You know, before I ask my next question, I think of a, a good analogy that someone once told me that life is like a table full of glasses of water, And your job is to keep them all full, right? The relationships, right? The businesses that you have, all of these different things, your fitness, your your faith, right? Everything. Mm -hmm. And you got to keep yourself full, right? So you can keep everything else full, right? Yeah. And it's that, that's balancing act, you know? You really got to, you know, be, have a, have a giving heart, but at the same time, you got to ensure, you know, you're full to be able to give, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so what I wanted to ask is, you know, with your, success coaching, mentoring coaching. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that yeah. in its mm-hmm. total, yeah, it's if like I'm representing that coaching. great. Yeah. But you do, you do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. t- please talk about that. You know, what, what is it that you do and, you know, what yeah. the techniques are that you use to coach people to live their best life? Yeah. yeah. So I started um, just hungry. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to go to Tony Robbins and he really opened up the door to a lot of different things. One of mainly being NLP which is neuro-linguistic programming. Um, neuro is the brain, linguistics is the language, and the programming is the association that we have between them both. And um, I started getting more into emotional intelligence. Then I started teaching those things. Um, you know, uh, as far as when it comes to, like, peak performance, when it comes to business, we're going deep dive into, like, people's companies, their structures, how it's set up, you know, making sure people are in the right seats and set things up so that their business is set up to thrive and scale. Versus, you know, if we give you 100 more clients, are you going out of business tomorrow because you can't handle them? Or are we, you know, doing this in the right way so that we're building, but also building our reputation of keeping quality of your life? Um, if it was, you know, I used to coach many uh, students as well. Um, just started to coach uh, mentoring foster kids too. Um, but when it comes to students, a lot of times what I'm speaking to students about and coaching them through is the navigation through high school and either going to college or going to that next transition phase in their life. I I say that because a lot of times college is pushed on people, but it's not necessarily the best decision for everyone. Um, I do think it's good for most people, um, but I do think that many people are sheep and um, they're just following their parents. They're following their grandparents if they're lucky enough to have their grandparents go to college, right? They're um, following their classmates. A lot of times, if you don't know what to do and you're friends with five other people who are kind of okay, w- sure what they want to do, and everyone decides they end up want to go nursing because it sounds cool and has a good career, right? That's okay. That's not nothing to knock nurses. 
nursing is great and we need it, right? But not everybody who's a nurse should be a nurse. And um, Stephen Pressfield talks about in his book um, The War of Art. He talks about shadow careers. Shadowing a shadow career is a career that you do that just that's justifiable and that makes logical sense, but you're n- you're not living up to your true potential, and you're not doing the things that you know you should be doing, and you're choosing that because it's of lesser resistance. So we're focusing on reducing resistance, and most of that time that means avoidance. So a lot of times, yeah, I'm even speaking to myself. It's like, how can we? reduce resistance to the things that we want, knowing that everything's going to work out when we walk of full faith. You know, when we're in line with God, there's nothing that can, you know, knock us off our path. You know, you, you, you think you may miss the opportunity, but there'll be 30 more opportunities because God's not going to keep on knocking until you're, you're in the right spot and position where you need to be. And that's a big thing to say because everyone should be in different positions. But it really comes down to your relationship with God and your intuition, a.k.a. your own intuition, plus the Holy Spirit. Right? We can call on that at any moment to get extra knowledge, insight, and, and wisdom that we wouldn't even have if we didn't have that. Yeah. Got to keep the faith. I mean, mm-hmm. it. I look at times in my life where, you know, I was unsure of how one thing would work out or another, but it all ended up working out, mm-hmm. you know, and it, I know I have the faith that's going to continue to work out, right? It may not, it may not work out how I see it of yeah. how I thought it was going to work out, but in the end, God has me in his hands. And from there, you know, it will work how it's supposed to work. And yeah. that's what true faith is, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing, right. There's, there's a great quote that I love. Right, man plans and God laughs, right? Because God has his plan for us and for his life, right? We are vessels for God. We have a shining light within us that is serving God's purpose. And I think, you know, that's what keeps me going, right, in times of uncertainty, in times of doubt, right, to come to God, to pray, to have him in my heart and soul, and just know, like, hey, I'm dealing with all this stuff in the world, but internally, like, God has me. He'll always have me. I have the love of God, the hands of God, and that's so powerful. That is powerful. The most powerful thing ever. Yeah. Our creator. And having faith, um, they talk about this in this book, one of my favorite all-time books, um, The Law of Abundance by S.D. Buffington. Okay. One of the chapters, it talks about there's three levels of faith. There's faith in yourself, which is one of the most important. There's faith and uh, others, which is very important as well, and faith in something higher than yourself. doesn't necessarily have to be one religion, but just having faith that there is something greater out there that is working for you, with you, and um, being able to have faith that everything is going to work out. Right. So in order to do that, you need to create insulation, around yourself make sure that you have faith in yourself and how do you do that building your confidence bank doing small things daily to boost your confidence what can that be going on a run writing you know writing in your journal doing anything that you said you're going to do self-congratulate yourself for that make a point to congratulate yourself for that and then try to reinforce that make sure you feel good every single time you do that so it's not necessarily a chore but it's a milestone that's going to help you get closer to where you want for the day and also for your life and it's all about those small dominoes in the book um the one thing by gary keller which is my one of my all-time favorite books um the focus in question is what is the one thing that i can do such by doing it everything else becomes easier or necessary i'll repeat that what is the one thing the one thing that I can do, not anyone else, such by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. And I think we can find that lever, right, that, that lever that we can pull in each one of our areas of our lives, in, the, in our relationships, in our, in our finances, in our school, and, and, you know, 
in the gym, right? What's the one thing that I can do such by doing it, everything else becomes easier than necessary. For the gym, maybe it's just putting on your shoes and getting walking in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, not don't even worry about a crazy workout plan. Just get your butt in the door and then figure it out. Mm. Right? You weren't filling up <laughs> your A game, but you did it. You yeah. Know, you, you, you showed up, right? Yeah, you showed up. And and I talk about that in my TED Talks. How do you show up after you show up? Meaning how to be mentally engaged after you're physically present. A lot of us are mentally checked out physically here. And we take that attitude with us, with ourselves, with our friends and our family, and then also in our communities. I say with ourselves because we don't spend the time with our reflection. We don't spend a lot of time with ourselves. A lot of times we're always moving. God talks about be still and know that I am God. You get a lot of intuition. You get a lot of insights when you're still, when you meditate, when you take that space. On that next level with your friends and your family, we say we're really good friends with somebody. But do we really know what they're struggling with, how we can help hold them accountable, who we can connect them with, right? Making that ask, that intentional ask for somebody to be like, hey, what do you need help with, right? And sometimes that could be an uncomfortable ask both ends, right? You're like, oh, I don't know if I can help, you know? But it doesn't matter. It's the simple fact of getting in the habit of asking and you shall receive. Ask for something and you shall receive, whether it's a connection, whether it's a, it's a tip, or it's an insight, or whatever that thing is. You're asking to add value, but then you're also asking to give, right? Always get in the habit of giving. And the next level with your community, how are you showing up after you show up for your community? Yeah, you live here. Yeah, you pay taxes here. Okay, but what are you doing to you know, make the community a better place? How are we cleaning up the streets? How are we cleaning up the beach? How are we cleaning up the people who are in, um, disenfranchised who need another second chance at life, right? Like, what are the things that we are doing to do more than just co- just exist, right? And a lot of times, we're not focusing on those things unless we're taking care of ourselves. So it all starts with first showing up for yourself, putting the oxygen mask on for yourself, actually taking the time to every single day pressurize your soda can so that you're able to take on the day and be the best version that you can for yourself and everyone who you care about. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what you talk about, right, is is giving to others, right? As the Bible says, it's better to give than receive. And, you know, I think there's so many people in our America, in the world, right, that are just so consumed within themselves and that is, and I mean, and, and you talked about it, right? Personal development. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're making strides and, and you're doing good things, but, you know, just thinking inward 100% of the time as opposed to how can I help people? How can I make the world a better place? How can I make those around me feel loved and appreciated, right? And I know that there's times in my life where maybe I'm too self consumed with one thing or the other. And it's those times where I'm giving back, where I'm volunteering, where I'm donating my time, my money. I'm like, wow, it was me being selfish, right? That Mm -hmm. was like a wake-up call from God. Like, hey, you need to get outside of yourself and, and, you know, be present, right? Mm -hmm. Be helping other people. I mean, I I just think that could be a solution to a lot of people's problems just – helping, right, volunteering, And also just being time. clear about, like, mm-hmm. being not sloppy with your words. And I say this because studying NLP and syntax of words and just studying language is very easy to see how people fall into traps of joking with themselves and even joking with themselves and calling themselves out of name or character than they actually want to be at their highest self, mm-hmm. right? That, that affects you. And every single day, it's so important to speak life into what you want to create. One of the things that I've done that I don't think many people do, I think six years ago, yeah, I, I created a motivational mixtape, and I went and downloaded a bunch of instrumentals to some of my favorite songs, like The Rocky, Eye of the Tiger, Nicki Minaj, Mel for Knife, all these instrumentals that speak to me. Then I went on, and I just went on GarageBand and just – spoke all my affirmations 
spoke, okay. I yelled, I, I, w- I was passionate about it, right? That's awesome. And the great part about this is there's no better person to listen to than yourself, especially you talking about your dreams. You've put yourself in that visualization state. So it goes back to, hey, what are you going to do to pressurize your day? What are you going to do to win the day? Small wins, even if that's something to pump you up. And I say this to piggyback on that um, the list I said the, of the values and also what value you can have to help other people. There's a third one, which is called the Happy Meal list, right? So what can you do to be happy? And a lot of times people aren't aware of their current state, which is because they're not aware. The more you're aware of your current state, you can ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? And what could I do to feel a little bit better? Not a huge jump, just a little bit better. For example, if I'm slouched over, can I change my posture, right? Can I smile? Can I take up more space? Can I expand energy? Can I dance? Can I move goofily? What do I do to need to feel a little bit better? The more you ask yourself that question, the more your brain's going to get tired of answering that, and you're automatically going to start putting yourself in a feedback loop of just positive momentum. So one of the things that I did was a happy list. Depending if I have 30 seconds, you know, five minutes, one, you know, 30 seconds, one minute, five minutes, um, you know, one day, three days, five days, or a week, right? Writing a list of different things that I can do that make me happy during those each time periods. And however much time I have to allocate to do that thing, I'm going to do that thing because I'm prioritizing myself and my happiness. I'm filling my cup, and I'm also retraining my brain to be aware of when I'm not in the peak state so that I can choose some of the things that make me feel good, that are good for me, that I can do to raise my state, raise that vibration. Wow. I mean, do you do affirmations? Like, do you do like, like, ha- do you do affirmations? Is that what you do? Or yeah, affirmations are huge. Um, yeah, affirmations. Writing down in your journal uh, your affirmations. Um, Natasha Graziano, a good friend of mine, she is talks about scripting, scripting down your life and writing it as it already happened, and rewriting that story and and being very clear about the details about what you're aware, what you're wearing you're with right and just really putting yourself in that space so that i feel like you put yourself in that space because you want to create delusion and i feel like any person who's happy is delusional you need to be Mm. right there's so much bs that's happening in the world that if you only choose to focus on what you want that makes you happy you are technically delusional Right, because there is other things that you can focus on that aren't the highest vibration, right? That are also very real. But do you have to choose to give your energy to them? No, right. So I think if you want to be happy, you have to be delusional. You have to choose what you want to think. You can't have other people choose that for you. You have to choose how you want to show up every morning. You can't have other people choose that for you. You know, you you got to choose how you're gonna. Navigate through traffic. You can't have other people choose that for you, regardless of if they cut you off or not. How are you going to show up? How are you going to respond? And the more you meditate, the more I find I have more space between my reactions of what I would normally do if I just jumped and did something and my response, which is how I would think about what do I want to do to show the best version of myself and then doing that. I love that. You know, I think for myself, right, as, I'm, as you're talking about this, one thing I think I've really developed personally is, is, is being more even-keeled, right, and not, be, you know, having that, not, not letting the soda can, right, be crushed. Mm-hmm. Beautiful analogy again. And that, you know, if someone, uh, like a couple months ago, I was in La Jolla driving, and some guy just started yelling at me. And I'm like, I don't even know what I did. But normally I would have, you know, matched his his energy, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. There must be something going on. I'm not gonna let that guy ruin my day. Yeah. Right. Or or just in general, you know, I'm gonna I'm not gonna let people negatively impact. You know, I'm gonna go and be positive. Right. Have that grace show up. Right. Show love. Show joy. Show happiness. And, you know, that might make someone's day just a compliment, just a smile on your face, right? I mean, so I try 
I try to just in my normal interactions, right, to be happy and joyful and like spread mm-hmm. some joy and positivity. Oh yeah, for sure. Because that's contagious, man. Mm-hmm. And that's like why we've hit it off. Yeah. We're like oh, at man, this so funny. at this party, man. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, all, it all came. It was alignment. It was alignment. And uh, it is contagious. And I think if you lead with that, and that's wh- that's one of your main values, I think uh, it's easier to come from that space. If you lead with love yeah. and you honestly believe that, your first reaction is going to be to lead with love, regardless of how they you know, did that. And Jesus talks about that from the other cheek. God so is love. Yeah, God yeah. is love. And the other thing I wanted to t- talk about was you said – it's small, but you said, huh. Makes me think because that's the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Mm. A growth mindset, someone's going to go, huh. A fixed mindset, someone's going to go, huh. Right? Yeah. Huh. It's open. I necessarily not, might not agree with what you're saying, but huh. Tell me more. Right, I'm open to learning more. Yes. I'm not closed off. I'm not closed off in my heart. I'm not closed off in my mind. Versus someone who's like, "Huh, let me tell you what my way." I mean, no, I don't want to hear about your way. This is my way. Yeah. Right. This is the way I believe it. And what I found is that nobody is right. Everybody is just doing the best that they can. Yeah. Um. And there's no necessarily right or wrong. There's effective and non-effective. I mean, like, there's if you want to have a very successful life, you should do certain things that very successful people are doing. If you want to have a very shitty life, you could do the same things and get those same results. Neither is necessarily bad. It's all about what you want. But I think if you make the intention about showing up and what kind of life you want to have, like, you should be able to create your life by design. There's no reason why you can't. Everything in my life is by design. Yeah. Where I live, how I work, who I work with. I've made that decision mentally in my head before I ever collaborated with anyone else to make that dream a reality. It was a decision that I made. I made the decision I want to live on the beach. Now I live on the beach at house on the boardwalk. I made the decision I want to move to San Diego. That's why I left. I'm the only person over here. I made the decision I wanted to get in sales. So I quit what I was doing that wasn't p- uh, paying me off my efforts, and I took an opportunity that was going to give me a vehicle that had more upside, right? Making those decisions ma- based off of your values is what's going to be able to help move the needle forward in your life. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, talk about, you know, you're, you, you work hard, man. You grind, but, you know, Doing it with love, right? Like, what does love mean to you? You know, like, let's talk about that, man, because that's the most important thing. Love. Love, to me, is light. Love is light. Love is not heavy. Love flows. Love forgives. And love knows. Love forgives. In order to love someone, you must forgive them. In order to love yourself, you must forgive others. Wow. Love is the answer to that. Now, when it comes to work, what is your love for work? What do you do that you love that you can create as a job? And I'm not saying that that's best for everyone because not everyone's thing that they love to do can be monetized that goes back to put that on your happy list figure out what are the values that you can do to bring to this marketplace to make money today for someone or your business lead with that lead with that value and then chase on your passion projects after after you have income but first you need to make sure that you're creating value for other people Well, Julian, we're kind of getting at time, but I did want to ask, you know, talk about, you know, the life that you want to continue to live, the legacy you want to live, right? You've talked about, you know, thinking, you know, going to your grandfather's funeral and how that was impactful. You know, what do you want people to say about Julian Bradley when you leave this earth and go to heaven? 
when I die, when I die, I want people to say, wow, he really did a lot to help this, help a lot of people. And um, I could honestly say I didn't think I was going to say that probably like 10 years ago. I probably would have wanted to have more things than impact. But that was just where I was at in that place in my life. And as I grow and as I mature, my values change. And as my values of impact become more important than income, I start to see how if I focus on becoming the best version of myself and helping other body along the way, there's no way I'm not going to be able to hit my financial goals and help other people hit their financial goals as long as we're doing whatever we're called to do with love, with integrity, and with mastery. And I say mastery because a lot of people are just doing things surface level just to do things, but not actually taking the time to get really, really good at it. And it doesn't matter if you've been doing it three years. If you haven't been getting better in three years, you've done the same thing three times. I'd rather one person been there for a year and tried things four quarters and got better results each four quarters than someone who's been doing it for three years, stuck in their ways, not looking to grow and master their craft. Whatever you're doing, whatever job you're in, whatever you're doing, mastery is followed by multiplication. You can multiply money when you master something. No one is ever paid who is not a master. Think about all professional sports. No one pays a novice. You don't go to, like, I'm going to go to the most average dentist. I'm going to go to the most, <laughs> right? People appreciate mastery. Why? Because it takes time to separate yourself from the pack and offer and provide that best service for somebody else. So whatever you're doing, lead with that and offer the best service, offer the best version of yourself to everyone who you come in contact with. Amen, brother. That's powerful. All right. Uh, any final thoughts you want to leave the audience with? Uh, how can we How can we find you? Yeah, just follow my journey, um, Julian Bradley TV. Um, you can find me on julianbradley.com. I have all my uh, socials on there. My, uh, I have my YouTube as well, podcast, a TED Talk on there. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I've just been flowing, just candid, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I think that it's important. I say all this to say, know yourself and know God. And you'll start to find that they're two and the same. Don't neglect that relationship with God like you can with yourself. Because those two are the same. Lead with love in your workplace, in your business. But take time to master whatever you're bringing to the marketplace to make sure it's the best version of whatever you're bringing. And I'm complete. Amen. Amen, Julian. You're a powerful.